0: So is it quite common for mayors to have mayor followed by their Christian name? No, ah.
1: no. It, it's usually Mayor Hodgson, uh, but uh, when I got elected, the mayor of Watford, who's a friend of mine, uh, said look, you know, elected mayors a different if you want to be somebody that's uh, a little bit more approachable to choose Mayor Dorothy, uh-huh. and that's what she's known as, as you said, just makes people think that they, they're happier to come and see you and talk to you,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it seems to work, mm-hmm. so yeah. Cool. So it usually would be uh, uh, Mayor Hodson, but I'm, I'm much happy
0: with Mayor Dave. Mayor Dave. I think I like technically, Mayor Dave.
1: It's your it's, technically, I think it's your worship. But oh, is
0: no, it? <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Adam here with the Here to Listen podcast. I'm here with Max, Easy, and Jack. Hello. Uh, we've got a, a guest on today, so we're here with Dave Hodgson, also known as Mayor Dave. Uh, hello Dave, welcome to the podcast. Yes, hi,
1: uh, how you
0: all doing? <laughs> we're pretty good actually, Thanks. i no, very you. American
1: there, didn't mean to American America at all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, I'm, I'm aware that we all had quite a trying day yesterday we were on program yesterday and I'm not going to say that the energy's low because we can always bring it but I think when we first <laughs> walked into the office we're all about a bit tired you know we've been working physically how are you feeling Jack my legs are burning <laughs> proper burning yeah yeah. Just,
2: just yeah. your legs. My throat, uh, my throat's yeah. burning as well. I think we need to give a little bit of context on why this is. We didn't, we didn't go on sure. a, a night out out, or we didn't go chanting or anything like <laughs> that, or singing carols. We done none of that. We had a full on day of activities yesterday, didn't we?
0: Yeah, part of the NCS delivery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bit of ultimate frisbee, mm-hmm. mini Olympics.
2: What else did we have? Just some random just, just, giant sausages. Just balls of energy released from us in order to sort of create that as atmosphere for the young people. Because it was raining as well. That's, it, wasn't, it wasn't that rain that was just horrible, horrible rain, if that makes sense. It Constantly was that nice... Down, for anyone it? that does sports and stuff or, or goes out and does walks and stuff, when you get that mist, that r- almost rainforest rain, it was, like, quite refreshing, mm. especially being hot and running sweaty about. and running around and all that sort of stuff. But by the time I got home, my feet were white and pruned, <laughs> That's a horrible image. pruned, <laughs> they were literally, it was almost like I'd been sitting in a bath for, for four hours, it was just crazy, it was crazy, <laughs> so yeah.
0: But we're here, we've returned to the office, um, we've let our team leaders get on with their expertise <laughs> I would say, you know, carrying the teams that we've currently got running as part of the NCS, uh, what's it called, moving forward I think our current next one isn't it, steps. or is it next step, oh no, gosh. There's
2: been keep doing good, <laughs> next steps, yeah.
0: uh, move, I I'm sure it's moving forward, maybe, yeah, MF maybe. as it's called, yeah. Um, So, yeah, we're going through sort of changes around the NCS at the moment. I do want to get to that. I do want to sort of get to... Uh, bringing you in at that point, Dave, about what the difference is perhaps with the NCS COVID and not. Um, but first, I wanted to kind of introduce you fully and just sort of get a little perspective about what a mayor does. I think that's a question that's probably going to be most burning to the people that are listening. Um, we all see occasionally turning up at events. Uh, there's the um, uh, snipping of ribbons. But for the most part, I think I'm I'm certain that there's a lot more goes on behind the scenes. So tell us a little bit about being a mayor. <laughs>
1: okay um well there's two different types of mayors um, there's actually more than that there's the metro mayor things you have seen. seen andy burnham on the tv and uh he's uh, a metro mayor and so he covers a large area and has strategic responsibility but most mayors are either uh, the 16 elected mayors. so i'm elected by the people of bedford borough um and there's the new watford's got elected mayor a couple of places in london as well And then Liverpool has as well, as well as a metro mayor. Most mayors are ceremonial mayors who are elected for a year by the councillors to chair their council meetings. um, um, And they go, what they do is they usually have a charity cut ribbons, but they're not part of the administration. So, elected mayors, and that's what I am, um, have that ceremonial role that we also lead the council. So I'm also leader of the council, and that's most of my time is actually doing that and making sure we have a budget that stacks up um, and that we have services that are provided. So uh, I've been reliably informed that there are 1,204 things that the council has to do by law. I'm not going to list them all because it's uh, only a 45-minute podcast. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, and then with obviously things we don't have to do by law that we want to do. Um, and so most of the time do that, and at the moment we're going through a budget process that means we have to cut $25 million off the budget uh, between now and, per year between now and 2024. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most of my times, my, now my uh, 12th year, uh, has been sort of cuts in, in that money we we spent. So it's a lot of that and it's really good because the, the ceremonial bit, the cutting rivers, as you say, uh, I've got some top tips for ribbon cutting. If you ever want them, um, don't use garden shears. They don't; they're not as sharp as you think. And if you go, if you go to a preschool, uh, take your own scissors because the safety scissors don't cut ribbon. that preschools have you gnaw through ribbon. You don't cut it. top two tips for ribbon cutting. Um,
0: have you been there? Is that um, have you got that advice because you've experienced that?
1: Oh, sorry, I went to a preschool. And they gave me the, the the scissors that don't cut. Um, the little well, ones you know, with red
2: handles, the tiny little ones. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, plastic, yeah.
1: And I was, I was gnawing through, I know, <laughs> it's, you know, five, four, three, two, one, and then sort it's of like when you got it. to minus 100, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then a the garden centre thought it would be a great idea to use shears. Well, they just bend the river. Right? That's it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so there's some really strange. So, so that, the ceremonial bit, the bit where you see the chains on, and... Um, get you invited to places that uh, wouldn't discuss, wouldn't want to see a politician there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about uh, recognising what they're doing and, and celebrating the use the fact they're opening a new facility. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a, quite a uh, what I like. It as a sort of a, a counterpoint to something that's opposite to the the daily budget stuff where we happen to struggle between do we pay for this or do we pay for that? You know, you can't pay for both, losing the money. Mm-hmm. Um And so the the ceremonial bit, the bit with the change, gets you into uh, a whole load of places. That, of course, has changed massively over the last uh, uh, eight months with uh, COVID-19. Haven't gone to as many places. Um, It's very difficult. uh, When you go, you always want to smile, but you've got a mask on, it's very difficult to smile. Well, you can smile. Nobody can see you. But trying to make smiley eyes is uh, an interesting one (coughs) that uh, you have to do, make your eyes smile far more. So, yeah, it's a different world now.
2: Talking about the cuts, um, sorry, just to jump in there, you spoke about, obviously, how much was it as a large amount of money you got to cut back? Um, 25 million. 25 million, yeah. yeah, I didn't want to get it wrong. A right. year. A year. How does one do that, and what sort of, is it, is it all, yeah. in my mind, like, straight away, I've just got, like, you know when you get the judges around the talent competitions and they've got the photos of the contestants and that, and they're, like, sitting there, and it's just, like, six people around there just sort of... Oh no, no, but this has got this. It's got to take a long time to negotiate and to discuss. How many people are involved in that?
1: Well, it um, eventually goes to the council and votes, and uh, there's 41 of us on the council, but, and then before that, the executive, where there's 10 of us. But, you know, officers, the, the staff at the council are involved. Um, and this give you an idea about the, the big things that we pay for. So, uh, about 42% of our money is spent on looking after older people. Um, you know, that's people care. And of course, um, care homes, uh, residential courses, domiciliary care, going around to help people at home. Um, so whether it's actually get up in the morning, get dressed, take the medicine, make sure they're fed, or actually in care homes, uh, adapting homes so people can stay at home longer, uh, whether that be stair lifts, ramps into the house, grab rails, walk-in showers. So a lot of money around that. Um, we then have got... Um, I I am legally um uh, guardian to 280 children that's how many children we have in care for Monday um so uh, for any of the people watching if you've got two or three I've got 280 uh, that I've got to look after um, obviously we have a whole team and we've got some great foster carers that look after them and we look to back and you know they're, if they're taken if children are taken to care then there's usually some tragedy behind that um, and you know they'll be in a pretty complex and difficult place so it's not just find themselves live it's actually there's a whole lot of other things around in their life as well um so that's another uh, big area and obviously children out supporting uh, people so we much prefer to leave the children with their parents if we can but often need support so that they, that family will work and at the moment making sure that um uh, families are fed and children are fed so we we've, um, we've supported the food bank we've supported charity called faces that work with uh, vulnerable young families as, as well uh, and then there's all the whole range of stuff around um, roads. so uh, making sure that we try to fix potholes as quickly as we can try to get the traffic going better so you see a lot of work going around bedford though uh, works we're doing we're doing the biggest program of, uh, of junction improvements that's ever been done in bedford before. um trading standards we've got teams going around a small team of marshals and then we've got a public health team um, and environmental health team who are doing a huge amount of stuff uh, with COVID-19. So the environmental health team go around and help advise uh, businesses about what's safe and how they can work. And the public health team are looking at uh, making sure that we collect all the data to see where we are with COVID-19. That's just some of the things we do. But uh, we also got libraries, the Higgins, the Corn Exchange, and all these stuff. So in terms of cuts, one of the things at the previous round, we went out to consultation. We haven't closed the library, uh, but what we did, we have something called library plus, where um, if you're a library user, you get a ticket, you can go in beforehand with a key fob and a number. So you go in a couple of hours before it opens with staff and a couple of hours afterwards. So we reduced the staff hours to increased the total number of hours. So that actually saved us money, but actually didn't close the libraries. Mm-hmm. So it's looking at different ways to do things. And of course the other one is if people are able it's much better if they do stuff online. We've got to make sure we have a a, a, a a catch-all net if people aren't able to for whatever reason. But if you want to buy um, a season parking ticket to go to the um, uh, Ashburn Road car park, why don't you do it online? Why do you have to go queue at the customer service centre? Mm. Um, If you want to pay your council tax, you know, do it online. If you want to uh, book a, a place at the tidy tip, do it online rather than on the phone, and that's all. Better for most
2: people, but also cheaper for the council. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that's obviously that's, that's the way the future's going, really, isn't it? Well, my dad's been one of these guys that he doesn't like doing things online. That really doesn't. It's only been since COVID that he's, he's got online banking. He'll order on Amazon. <clears> and he's, I think he's even entertained doing like a weekly shop. I don't know if he did go through with it. He was very much on the fence. Didn't want didn't to make that transition. He liked his old school. He didn't, he didn't trust it, really. That was the be-all and end-all, I think. He just didn't trust putting all his details in but it is the way that the future's going technology we speak about it a max lot. if
1: you start if you start on amazon it it's my dad started and I
2: did, i'm not kidding He might be buying something a day and yeah. all his money. oh well I guess the best there's another one sitting right here i love amazon i'm invested <laughs>
1: yeah I'm invested. But so, it's, it's my dad. i mean i think that one of the stuff is that we need to support our local shops because if we don't do that and we won't have Local shops, you know, town centre is going to change. That's another thing we're looking at. We've we've had some grant money. And we're bidding for some money for the town centre, but mm. they're not going to be as much retail. And Bedford's really lucky that it's got a really high proportion of independent shops than I think any town around. Us. um, us. Uh, and looking to support them, so buying stuff online. Yeah, you, you can be victims, but actually remember we don't use those shops. They won't be there in five years time. Well, that's, won't the, be point, there next that's
2: year. the point I was going to get to because by the sounds of it, obviously you're talking about sort of booking online and, and register online and getting your permits online and all that sort of stuff. And we're ordering food online. We're getting our clothes online. It's putting a lot of people out of work at the same time in this current situation, obviously a lot of people were out of work and, and potentially still are out of work or businesses are shut down. You, we see it in town centres driving through shops mm. are shutting down left, right and centre. And that is, that's part of it. That's part of the transition to everyone shopping online. But I think it had a huge rush, a huge spike in, in getting there because of what the current situation, because of what we've just all, been, well, what we're still. Yeah, because well, yeah, you weren't allowed to go to normal shops. You had to do it online. Yeah. There was no other way. Yeah. So, it made, so I, so I imagine it that... from your part, sort of how, how yep. are you finding all, let's uh, just, just talk about the here and now, like how are you doing and your team, like in with the pandemic that's happened it's yeah how yeah, so I mean,
1: so uh when it first started the lockdown, um if we actually asked the i t department to get nine hundred people working at home in two weeks, they said it' was impossible when they had to do it, they did it, it stepped up, and did really well, so they're great um so there's a whole range of stuff uh that is is different um but uh, most people have worked at uh have worked successfully at home. Uh, a lot of the uh, work that the social workers done has is done on on Zoom or MS Teams, and we're doing that remotely. But there are still some uh, COVID safe meetings taking place because obviously um, it's important. I I met uh, um, a group of Syrian refugees who uh, we went into Borough Hall, like the biggest one we've got, and there was eleven of us in it. And it's eight, eight, eight so far, you know, it's about five meters between us all because. Doing a one of these meetings while having an interpreter there is really, really difficult and they uh, want to meet. So you can do that, you just got to think about how you do it. Yeah. Um, and if you go going shopping, you know, uh, do go to shops, but just think about others and stand back. Don't, don't crowd them. Um, and a lot of the stuff I've been doing over the last, uh, sort of eight months has been trying to get that message in, trying to keep our, um, our infection rate down because we don't want to have a, Liverpool style lockdown locally. Now if all the if all the shops and pubs apart from essential ones want to close, that would really hit the businesses. Mm. Um and it would make a massive difference. Um some village shops done very well. You know, people during lockdown was going to village shops and been doing well and people have re- rediscovered those and see the importance of them. Mm. So there are some good things. And we've actually doing this time, you know, there's a I'm going this afternoon to a couple of shops that opened, I'm going on Friday a couple of new shops that's opened. Um there are people opening but it won't be the same as it was it won't be as much retail uh there'll be more uh, leisure recreation eating out and uh, eating as well and i think there are things that will happen i think um going to uh, pubs and bars the uh, ordering at your table i think will never go away now
2: there's so much no, this why, to stay. there's so much this Yeah. well stay. you know
1: why would you queue up for behind a load of other people when you can order on your phone and say it will come to your table you know, um, you don't need a queue, and that
2: just makes it safer. So, there's a whole lot of stuff that we, some, some uh, of the best conversations uh, we'll be happen in those queues, though. Some of the best conversations <laughs> <can't hurt laughs> only with you, Max. You uh, don't yeah, talk to I don't talk to anyone. Yeah. And the thing is, I do. I always bump into people in the queues, <clears> and <throat> that chat. I do miss. There's certain bits that everyone will miss, but there is. We've always said it to be fair. Like, there's, there's a lot of it's, it was sad times for a lot of people, and it was a struggle. It's been hard for for us all in different ways. It affected us all in different ways, but. When you look at what it what what's happened and and what's the, there's a lot of good that's come from this whole situation whether it is like people finding their purpose again and, and sort of little businesses just thriving and mm. the the local support from restaurants and all that mm. sort of stuff did you see that was good oh just, Joe's. Not, no not even on a Joe's um subway and biggle way so they do, they're giving away I believe like three pack yeah that's what nona joe's doing are they doing it as yeah, well yeah, yeah so yeah the tr- subway and biggles they are giving away free subways and la- packed lunches for s- school kids that need it because mm-hmm. obviously the whole situation with that but yeah there's look at the um you know the emissions and all the the eco side of it as well the good that's come out of it people keeping up with their hygiene and like you say exercise there's, everything there's pros and cons to it but when there is a lot of good, it's like it's not, it's not all down, is it? Like it's not all negative.
1: Yeah. But, you, but Max, you pointed, you picked a really good point about sort of, uh, I think, sort of uh, different people responding different ways. I think it will be, particularly the big lockdown. What's the effect of people's mental health? Yeah. Um, whether it'll be old, so my dad's you now eighty-seven, and he's missing going to his, province, his old old blokes' chat they chat and telling each other jokes that have been around for fifty years and still laugh. Um, and going to church where they used to have coffee doesn't do that. Uh, he doesn't meet the people he used to meet. Um, so at that end, I think we've seen that, and I think it's very difficult for older people that have had eighty, ninety years of meeting people, suddenly not allowed yeah. to do it. Yeah. And then at the at the at the sort of the younger end, um, though I think that talking to their teachers, the youngsters are really glad to get back um, you know, they actually stay to see their friends again. Um, but there is to some people as they say they know are much, much quieter. Um and it, it can't help but some people be have an adverse mental health effect. Some people will thrive in it. Mm. And we've got to remember that some thrive and some don't it's uh, exactly it. the opposite. I really, Absolutely. really struggle.
2: Yeah. No, yeah. my granddad's he's he's a very active man, very, very active man. Um and he's late he's yeah, sort of late eighties he used to walk yeah you races. realize how
1: old you make me feel there don't you max you know your your granddad's the same age as my dad you know i'm now feeling much older i'm feeling <laughs> yeah. feel like more than the 61 i really am uh, so, Yeah,
2: uh, age is a number come on it's a number. It is it's a it is. level yeah. it's yeah. a level up it's the level up yeah. <laughs> he used to swim he used to walk at least a mile a day um he's was, he was a boxer um, back in his heyday um so very active anyway all through his life and this is really sort of really knocked him uh and his mental state and stuff and it's just you can see like it's it's not good like you say that end of the spectrum when you've got the older uh generations whether it's through fear of the unknown and or to me it's just that what you said it's that social vulnerable yeah yeah. and the so yeah yeah, the feeling yeah yeah that as well but there's just taking away that social element the mixing with other people
1: i think that's what we've got to get through to the community as a whole during this pandemic That. Older people if they do get COVID-19 are much less likely to survive and much more likely to have a really bad effect. Um, and, uh, I think at the moment we're about 25% of people with COVID-19 have no symptoms at all. So if you go and mix with a, a group of friends, um, and you get COVID-19 and then go to sort of, uh, go see your granddad, you could be, without knowing it, you could be handing on to him and that, that could be a matter of effect. And just it's about say, look, if you do very odd, not this, good, uh, give your hand to the heart or shake his hand. Just don't do it. Yeah. You know you've got to
2: understand that you've that's, got to do, you that's know, elbow and stuff. That's really difficult. Well, cool. yeah, that's cool. that, we we haven't been around there to be fair because my uncle's very very sort of strict with it. Uh, my dad, if it was down to my dad, he'd be like, just go and see him. Do you know what I mean? That's his sort of attitude. And my granddad very much wants us to go and see him, but at the same time, like you just said, I don't wanna be the one because I I am fully aware that he, at his age, um a normal flu, a cold would potentially do real harm. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But so it's like the, it's just made brain, me a little bit more careful.
1: My Dad put, put some great he's on Instagram. Eighty seven he's on Instagram. Nice. Um, and yeah. he put social some pictures, dilemma <laughs> Yeah yeah. He puts uh he put some pictures of his grandson and a and a girlfriend coming around and it was they're up in Scotland. Um and they actually so he, they sat outside in Scottish rain, while he sat inside Chattington. they had all the waterproofs on and they were absolutely drenched. So for an hour and a half, they sat outside. He gave him a cup of tea, put it down. They had a cup of tea, and they sat outside to those social distance. Absolutely soaked they were. So uh, you can do it. Uh, you know, if it's good weather, we we might have some sometime, You so know, if you're lucky enough to have a garden, sit in the garden some distance away and uh, do that. But that's about if you do our meeting up. But obviously, um, make sure
0: it's all the sixes are supplied for as well. Yeah. yeah. Dave, I wanted to go back. You talked about businesses. Um, I was curious about how the third sector is getting on in in light of everything. So, if we look at sort of charities and community interest companies and social enterprises, how how what's your sort of sense of how they're getting on, how they're surviving or adapting?
1: It's it's a a massive difference. Uh, to so to say they're all doing the same thing is is wrong. So what we've seen in the beginning that things like the food bank from what I'm hearing with they we're just going a fair bit of money um from the the, the government money about making sure we feed people. So they were um at the beginning it was very difficult because there's nowhere the normal places where you dropped off the food and wasn't happening. So you know churches weren't meeting and that's where they got a lot of their food from. Um but people are being generous again and we've just seen faces who are supporting family have uh, actually raised a, a lot of money over the last weekend, but things like the the non essential shops and so you know, the aid concern shops the uh the heart foundation shop all those charity shops where are so essential for businesses just didn't exist so their income stopped uh those um the events that, uh, people, that people have whether it be charity balls or whether it be a sponsored event just haven't happened so the income spree has stopped um but There's still volunteers out there that wish to do something, and we've seen so many people those volunteers volunteer for either NHS volunteers or the borough council or the kindest groups that happen. But, um, I think there is a, a real concern about the money for the charitable sector going forward, about their loss of income over the uh, the last year will be, and how they're going to come back. But we are seeing uh, some very generous people giving money to them, so uh. I think it was uh, uh, Max said about people not having jobs. Uh, there are also people that have got a regular income that aren't making the expenditure. So you know, people are working from home that used to pay five thousand quid for going into London and no longer are no longer paying the five thousand quid. Yeah. You know, uh, they might be paying a bit more for heating now because they've got to have the hope that heating home, but it's not five thousand quid. Not necessarily got the temperature really wrapped up. <clears throat> um, so, uh, you know, there are some people that I mean my my petrol, I didn't think I travelled too far. My petrol has just gone down. When well, I have to buy petrol now I think, what well, have done the last month? You know I used to buy every, probably every fortnight, now it's in uh, most every month. Uh so there are some people that are better off because they've got a regular income and they're not making the expenditure. And there are some people that are considerably worse off as being uh, made unemployed and we see some big numbers there, some big numbers of people uh are, uh, applying for uh, universal credit uh those numbers going up. So it Adam it varies. Um I think there's a general uh reduction in income because of the activities that people are doing haven't been happening. Um uh, and the other thing of course is that a number of people that volunteered have been the people that shielded themselves. So a number of their volunteers were vulnerable people that just said, look, I'm just staying at home, I'm gonna get me my, my shopping delivered um and I'm gonna just look after myself. And understandably, quite rightly, I think. So it it varies, but then the other side is we've got probably a greater need. So we talked about the particularly mental health um, that we need to look at. So that that will increase and is increasing. We've seen a far more about that, and then the physical health side. uh, We really don't know enough enough about long COVID and what what long COVID is. Um, and then a the whole range of stuff in particular we've heard a lot, a lot about cancer and the delayment of treatment that other conditions as well are not being treated um uh as quickly because the nhs is is, is quite rightly struggling or struggling to cope not quite rightly but uh dealing with covid 19 and making sure that we minimize number of people uh in hospital because there are people COVID-19 in hospital and therefore you know we
0: have a chance of catching a so. hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, leading on from what you're saying about the the third sector, so um, one of the things that we've experienced as a community interest company ourselves, a social enterprise, people might know it as as well, is the impact that it's also had on us, but in different ways. And one of the things you said earlier about the adaptation that can happen from a third sector point of view, I'm also aware that there's funding available. So in the time that people might not have had to generate money I feel like they they've got more of that opportunity now so when we look at um, organizations like CVS community voluntary service that regularly put out updates on funding that's available um, it's something that we are looking into ourselves but we're not quite as driven maybe as other organizations out there because of how we're funded which is primarily through the NCS at the moment so it's our primary fund And obviously we've experienced great changes with the NCS that were very much led from up top. You know, we are sort of at the mercy of of the NCS trust and how they want to adapt the program. Although they took lots of input from us as well, I thought it was quite a collaborative affair. Um, But in the difference between how an NCS normally runs, so if we look at sort of last year, we had a thousand young people go through the program. And this year, much reduced numbers, I'm guessing between sort of 100 and uh, 200, Jack? I think it was 100.
1: What's Way down, whatever you do, whether it's two hundred or a hundred, you know, you oh. do a thousand. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. So much, so much fewer. Somebody's going to pick me up my grammar there.
2: Someone's going to pick you up on the grammar, don't worry, I get picked up by Adam. It'll be Adam that does it. <laughs> yeah, the,
0: the grammar police.
2: The grammar police. Um,
0: but yeah, I mean, it's it linked in with what you're saying about third sector, that the, a lot of the support that I imagine a lot of organisations would have received would have been from our young people, you know, with each of the teams of 15 or 16 tasked out of that thousand with doing their own individual project. And have, have you seen a, a difference between, say, a normal NCS running previous years and, and currently?
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, we are the community projects. I suppose some of the ones that have that hit me most have been when they've gone into uh, refurbish an older people or a um, residential accommodation garden that's looking really, really tired and not used, mm. um, and it's probably needed more now. So, you know, if people can't go for a walk, can't meet their families, can't go for Sunday lunch with their families, they've got a garden that's overgrown. They there's some great projects that have in the past where you've gone in. And the youngsters have managed to um, acquire um, paving and all kinds of stuff by uh, either by fundraising or by shaming a garden centre to giving them stuff. <laughs> uh,
2: sorry, uh,
1: encouraging them, them to think about their community. Just right <laughs> yeah, that's um, a good way of putting it. And uh, and uh, you know those kind of things that we won't see till we come after. COVID when you go in and see next year, it's not going to be overgrown. It's going to be like a jungle. <laughs> you know, so it's going to be hugely different. Um, and I think. One of the things with COVID-19, and, and it, it will take probably years to figure out what the impacts be. Um, so what the impact on those 800 that weren't in NPS, what the impact on the places where we uh, you were doing those groups, those challenges were happening, that work in the community was happening. So you know, we won't see the outdoor space, we won't see the community room being painted because we didn't have the money to do it in a a particular care home or community centre. And those things, because they aren't there now, we don't see that. Um, so the long-term effect, and I, I'm pretty convinced that the, um, the full effect, five years, forget the economic effect, which um, somebody on TV was saying, it took us to 2006 to pay for the uh, Second World War, um, and think it will take us long to pay for COVID-19 um so that does mean that none of us will be around by the time we pay for COVID-19 if that's true um but in a shorter term it's the impact on um the young people not having the ability to actually go and do a project and engage in that kind of thing that's a big thing uh and then the recipients of that help and support not having that um and in some cases that would be Quite significant in some cases, it won't be, but we really won't see it until we're able to get through this and beyond lockdown and find out uh, and start to talk to people in a, in a normal way. We'll, I think we'll have more of these than we used to, but I'm hoping we will you know um, maybe next year we'll do the same. I can sit around and have one of those um, a set of uh, cans and some uh, really fast looking mics. we yeah. uh, <laughs> really feel the peace then. Um, so, um yes, it will. Really, and what i don't think
2: we know is how Mm. Mm -hmm. talking about the knock-on effects and stuff you mentioned it earlier and it sparked something i was going to raise it earlier but i I literally lost trail of thought but it's like you mentioned that a lot of people have been able to donate because they've not got as much expenditure and overheads or whatever to pay out for because they've realized they can do it all from home which is amazing i found that out after speaking to our it guys at the beginning um of lockdown it's nathan from, from node Shout out, Nathan. Um, and he was like, There's a lot of their customers that they work for, realize, actually, do you know what? This is working fine. Get rid of that overhead. I see it. So a lot of money saved. But then, right, that's a good thing because some of those people, like you say, are donating and putting it um, to other causes um, and helping other people out. But then the people that they were renting from are losing out. So there's a knock on effect there that is somewhat negative to another person. It's a positive for someone, but they're also yeah. taking away. The yogurts out of that person's fridge because, yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, like you said, no, I, it's I, hard I talk, to judge, yeah, it's hard. Now,
1: I've talked to some landlords, um, and I, I you know, um, the amount of money. So, um, Wells and Co just opened a new brew point, a new brewery on sort of on the A6, that so you can actually feel the beer being brewed. They own about 230 pubs, um, and for, I think for three months they were taking no rent, many of them. That's like two hundred thirty dollars no rent. And you think, well, I think, know, I, I, you can put a figure on how much rent, but whatever way you fit it, that's a lot of money yeah. uh, to not be getting in while you're paying yourself. Um, so I think there's, and there are, you know, that's a big, that's at the big scale of it, but it's a better company that will affect that. And then the, you know, there's other uh, landlords that will be, will need the money. And there is going to be a change the office space, particularly, um, there's some of the big, companies in London said, actually, why do we need to have a big, the most expensive place to buy space in the country? And we've got a great big tower block. Uh, We're gonna have to change how that is because we need to actually have social distancing. We maybe need some more meeting rooms and less offices. Um, And we're still trying to figure out how we do it. So we've got a number of people in the council that actually don't need to want to come back. They have set up their office at home. It all works. The broadband is good. Speed. Um, I think we're all going to work in home broadband. to think we want better quality. That'd be a big thing of how we can get that. I mean, I was I was thrown over for one day. I've, I think I've been uh, into the office about five times since lockdown. But one day, uh, my wife was chairing a national conference. She said, "I need the bandwidth. You are not to take any bandwidth because I'm chairing this conference. Three hundred people. I can't drop out." Uh, I decided the best course of action was not be at home, so I could never be blamed. So I went into the office to use the broadband of the office. I thought like, it's safer than actually anything. Uh, but that will be happening. And you know, if you've got two or three people, and I think young people at the beginning of their career, we're really worried about them and the council, for the council staff, about if, there's, if it's just, you know, one lounge and three bedrooms, are they all sitting there in the bedroom and working the day? That's not good for your, your back, your posture, your wellbeing. So I think that, uh, and that happens around the country, not just uh, for our work, but yeah, you know, uh, people starting off the career tend not to have a, a spare room they can go and work in. And how do we work with that? So I think it's going to be different, uh, Max. We've got to figure out how we do that. Um, but you're quite right. You know, the knock-on effect of the landlord not getting the money, therefore he can't pay his staff or his he, yeah, shortfall is, is really quite big.
2: So I mean, it's easy for us to say, like, because it is. It, like you said, it affects people differently. But I think we we have always been mindful of that that actually, you know, what we go through and how we have have. We've evolved because of this, haven't we really? When you look at what we do as an organization, all right, we didn't have the sum that we got. We have evolved, and we've sort of took the ball by the horns, if you like, and sort of just adapted to what we've what we've had to do um but there is always someone out there, and we we know that that is worse or off for, and it's going to be affected in a sort of more negative way um but no that's the most frustrating thing is no one, and even hearing what you're saying there like with the knock-on effect, with the debt of the country and stuff, because and, it's not gone, it's not gone away. It's still not over, is it? So this is going on, and we'll never really know how how much that sort of, yeah, how, how, how big an impact that's going to have. say, so, but you said we may not be around. You're obviously not a fan of Elon Musk because, um, just saying, I might still be here. If the Neuralink comes out, I might still be <laughs> here. So I'll let you all know. <laughs> I had to get it it, in there. <laughs> it, 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 won't,
1: it won't be cheap. Definitely won't be free. You need to just start saving your pennies if you're going to pay for your own must- <laughs> must stuff.
2: You know, I've already started saving. The way. it he
1: can afford it not unless you're on his kind of money no, I know. <laughs> what are you
2: saying he's already got it I said that the other week didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> You did.
0: perhaps it's something that the council can commission at one point but that's just a joke <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're going to wrap up now Dave if that's okay I didn't want to go without like if you wanted to link our listeners to something or is there any websites or support I, networks or anything like that you want to mention
1: I think the key thing is if you go, if you need to know about COVID-19 and that's including the crisis grant and the money if you've actually uh, got to isolate that that money the government got, you can apply for it on the council's website so it's bedford.gov.uk slash COVID-19 no hyphens just COVID-19 and all the information about the current effects rate, the current guidance um, and actually the money uh, that's available whether it's crisis grants for you and your family if you're unable to buy food and There is money available if you need to do that, or if you've actually got to isolate for uh, 14 days and uh, you haven't got any income at that time because you're on a a zero hour contract, go to that www.bestfit.gov.uk slash COVID-19 and all the information's there about that. Keep it on it. Please, please remember hands, face, face, Uh, even get it right way around this time. Hands, uh, hands, uh, face, face. Uh, and they're all listed. So just please, please say, safe. If, if, if Emily, you can edit that bit so I get it right, that would be really <laughs> useful.
0: No
2: problem.
1: Um, I'll sure we do that, uh, we? Uh, uh, But, uh, you know, we, we, we need to say, And as you said, we're not through it yet. Uh, we're having more infection rates than we've had before. It, it's going to be difficult. And I hope everybody doing the NTS stuff, the 100, 200 people you've got in are really doing it. Because everybody I've seen, that, uh, well, I mean, uh, seen to the, the events where you actually do the. um, Awarding the end of this process, so people really enjoyed it and got a load of, lot out of it. And I hope the people that are currently there are getting as much out of it.
0: Yeah, we hope so too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank you for joining us, Dave. If you'd like to stay on the line beyond the, the music, that'd be great. We'll just finish up there. But um, thank you very much for being here to listen. So cheers. <laughs>